Since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance, the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. And so I stood up and I was just like, do not grow weary in doing good. In due season, you will reap a harvest if you do not give up. Welcome to season four of Basketful of Bread. It is my joy and purpose to hold your weary arms up by the power of the Holy Spirit as we wrestle against spiritual wickedness in the high places. Together, we are going to stand firm in the secret place where our King Creator will encourage and spur us on with His resurrecting power and mighty word. This season on Basketful of Bread, it is my battle cry to intercede on behalf of the local gospel workers, the overcomers, the remnant, the bride of Christ. The harvest is plentiful. Let's work. My name is Bethany, and I'm grateful you're here. Hi, you guys. I just have been praying into this spirit of bondage, and um, I just kind of felt like I needed to make this a separate episode. My heart just feels really... um, Uh, tender for the body of Christ right now because um, the beautiful thing is that so many people have surrendered their life to the Lord in the last couple of years. Um, the, the difficult thing is that no matter where you're at with your walk with the Lord, the enemy is always going to be on the prowl, right? We've done so much talking about that. And for my new friends of the faith or my new friends that are truly like they're running now we're running it is so um so easy for the enemy to set snares for you and to try to bind you up and you know we don't even realize it sometimes i'm talking to myself you guys i've been walking with the lord like since i was four but (laughs) When I started running with the Lord, there were still booby traps and there still are. And I'm like, man, God is spirit and he operates in the spirit. And the enemy also operates in the spirit. But he doesn't have what God has, obviously. He's the enemy of the Lord. So it's all upside down and backwards and and ugly and evil and produces death. And the spirit of bondage is something that I really believe right now we have to be so aggressive towards as the body of Christ. Because, you know, this is a battle, right? And the thing with the enemy is he wants to make it tricky and like you don't even see things creeping in. I talked about in that that prayer episode, it was kind of like 
these tentacles coming and like grabbing at your ankles and you don't even, you're like running your race. You don't even realize it. And then something is coming to slurp you up. Okay. Like our enemy, a roaring lion. He's, he's tricky. He's waiting to pounce. That's what, um, I think it's first Peter five, second Peter five says, um, anyways, I wanted to go through this with you guys. This is all I've, I've prayed through this with you so many times. It's from the Eagle Ascend. I'll, I'll link it in the whatever thingy so you can go look it up. 17, and I know I've talked about this, but for any new listeners, I just like this is even more important, especially my prayer warriors that have like these sensitivities. Um, if that's you, you know who you are. If that, if you want to be that, you know who you are. Okay. If this is all like craziness to you, <laughs> it's all right. There's something here for you too. Um, it's important that we are strategic. You know, I've talked about this so many times on here, but. Here's a, here's a very practical way. I'm on this, this list, the spirit of bondage. There's a billion scriptures referenced that we can look at to comprehend like what even is the spirit of bondage. So you can go through and you can read about it. So I'm going to go to um, Hebrews. That's one of the scriptures referenced. Hebrews 2. Um... 14 through 15. Hebrews 2. Okay. Um, and again, I will put my trust in him. And again, behold, I am the children which God has given me. Yes. Amen. For as much then as the children are partakers of the flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of this same that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death that is the devil and deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. Okay, I'm going to read further than it says. For verily he took not on him the nature of angels, but he took on him the seed of Abraham. He became flesh. Wherefore in, in all things... It behoved him that made like unto him his brethren, that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in the pertainings to God to make reconciliation for the sins of his people. Oh, thank you, Jesus. For in that he himself has suffered being tempted, he is able to secure them that are tempted. Okay, bondage a lot of times comes from a place of temptation because of maybe a sin an addiction or something you've experienced before. If you look down into the notes, you can see a list of manifestations, abuse, bruised, broken, addiction, compulsive sins, alcohol, ambition, anguish of the spirit, bitterness, spiritual blindness, bondage to sin, cancer, captivity to Satan, cigarettes, drugs, fears, fear of death, greed, lust, love of money, overeating, destructive power, money, religious spirit, satanic activity, servant of corruption, unforgiveness, occultist practices, demonic dreams, nightmares, self-harm, suicide, premature death. That is a list of some of the manifestations of bondage. God's word right here in Hebrews, this is just one of the scriptures listed. It says, hold on, I got to make sure I'm still recording. Ooh, okay. It says that we have a natural inclination, right, to death, right? Of course, we're created. We know that one day we are going to die, right? 
but we are partakers of the flesh and blood of Jesus, who, by his death, burial, and resurrection, lets us be partakers in life. And what makes it so powerful, it says here, is that Jesus could have been like an angel and perfect. And, you know, you guys know this. But no, he was from the seed of Abraham. He was flesh. He was a person. He experienced everything we experienced and more. And yet he was without blame. He was a perfect lamb. And so it makes it all the more powerful for the reconciliation of our sin as him, the perfect sacrifice. Um, And so there's these scriptures and, and I'm not I'm not teaching on this to say this is what the gospel is. I'm teaching on this to say we know the gospel. It's time we consume these words and we are strategic with them. We know that this is the truth. We, so we should put our trust in him, right? We are partakers in his flesh and blood. And so because of that, it breaks the spirit of bondage and it loosens the spirit of liberty, of freedom, the spirit of adoption. Wow. Thank you, God. Um, so that's like one way that we can work into this and say, okay, God, what else do you have? Okay. So I'm going to go to Acts because another scripture reference was Acts 8.23. And I'm just kind of picking ones that are sticking out to me right now. You could literally sit down and work through each one of these as you're looking to become free from something and you're taking inventory and you're like, what is tripping me up right now? Um, Okay, Acts 8. Come on, baby. Come on. I'm double Bibling right now. (laughs) I got my King James out here, but then my CSV is right here too. Okay, Acts 8. Are y'all there? Because I'm not. And I'm not going to edit this out. Acts 8, 23. Okay. It says, For I perceive... That thou art in the gall of bitterness and in the bond of iniquity. Ooh. Yes. This is about Simon. You guys remember that Simon was like, pray for me. Um, I want to be like you guys. I want to I wanna have the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Oh, this is so good. I can't even. Let me back up. Acts 8. Let's go back. Okay. Oh, thank you, God. I love this. The Holy Spirit is... Come on, let's go! I knew with Acts it was going to be something, but... (laughs) Okay, y'all, I'm fired up about this. Okay, Acts 8. Let's do this. The Holy Spirit is given to the Samaritans. Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ unto them. And the people with one accord gave heed unto those things which Philip spoke, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. For unclean spirits, crying with loud voices, came out of many that were possessed with them, and many taking with palsies, and that were lame, they couldn't walk, were healed. And there was great joy in that city. But there was a certain man called Simon, which beforehand, before time, in the same city used sorcery and bewitched the people of Samaria. Let's go. Thank you, Jesus. Giving out that himself was some great one to whom they all have 
to whom they all gave heed from the least to the greatest, saying, this man is the great power of God. Okay, these people thought that Simon had the great power of God. They thought he was demonstrating that because they had seen it. So they were thinking, oh, he has the same thing. And to him, they had regard because that a long time ago, he had bewitched them with sorceries. What? Okay, are you guys picking this up? Okay, I need to calm down. I'm sorry. (laughs) But when they believed Philip preaching the things concerning the kingdom of God in the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. Okay, so now they're learning. They're learning to have eyes to see and like what's the real thing, what's not the real thing. Then Simon himself, this is the sorcerer, believed also. And when he was baptized, he believed and then he was baptized. When he was baptized, thank you, Lord, thank you. He continued with Philip and wondered. <laughs> too good. Beholding the miracles and signs which were done. You guys are not going to believe this. I have to pause. Thank you, God. Thank you. Thank you. We love you. Um, I have like the Audio Kids Bible on audio CD that I play in the car. And this CD has been in the changer for like five months. It's the same stories. And every time they mention like witchcraft, I'm like, ugh, I like cringe because I know my kids are going to eventually be like, what's witchcraft? And we're going to talk about it. This is the exact story, though, that has been being played over and over in my brain. And I did not even realize it was from here. And so I'm just having an internal celebration that the Lord is so good. And he's been like sowing these seeds. Okay, keep going. This is 814. Now, when the apostles which were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent unto them Peter and John, who when they were, when they'd come down, they prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Ghost. For as yet he was fallen upon none of them, only they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then laid they their hands on them, they laid hands on them, and they received the Holy Ghost. So they were baptized in the name of Jesus. Okay, first they gave their life to the Lord. Then they were baptized in the name of Jesus. Then they had hands laid on them, and they received the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit. And when Simon saw that through laying on the apostles' hands, the Holy Ghost was given... He offered them money. He said, oh, I can buy this, saying, give me also this power that on whomever I lay hands on, he may receive the Holy Ghost. Isn't this amazing? Thank you, God, for Simon. But Peter said unto him, your money will perish with you because you have thought that the gift of God may be purchased with money. You have neither part nor lot in this matter, for your heart is not right in the sight of the Lord. Yes. Thank you, Peter. Thank you, God. Repent, therefore, of this thy wickedness, and pray, God, if perhaps the thought of thine heart may be forgiven of thee. For I perceive that thou art in the gall of bitterness. Here's that scripture. And in the bond of iniquity. He's telling him, I perceive you're in this bond of bitterness and iniquity. Then answered Simon, and he said, Pray ye to the Lord for me, that none of these things which you have spoken will come upon me. And they, when they had testified and preached the word of the Lord, returned to Jerusalem and preached the gospel in many villages of the Samaritans. And the angel of the Lord spoke unto Philip, saying, Arise and go towards the south unto the way that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza, which is desert. Okay, and then he goes, and they obey, and they move on to the next thing. Okay, 
Um, wow. This is too powerful. Thank you, God, for this story. I love how quickly Simon is like, whoa, I do not want that. I do not want that. I need to repent. That's amazing. This is such a good example of, you know, we see and we want and we crave the manifestations of the Holy Spirit because we know that it's the real thing. When you have eyes to see, which God finally opened up his eyes to see, like he knew that's the real thing. We want that. We want that, right? Simon believed he was baptized and he saw, he had eyes to see that there was an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And how many of us have believed we've been baptized, okay? Maybe maybe we've, we have received an outpouring of the Holy Spirit on our lives, but we're still bound up in some way where we're not fully pressing in. We're not fully able to like be all in. There's still like a, a gap in taking complete ownership of who we are in Christ. We're still getting caught up in snares. And listen, no matter who you are, we're always going to get caught in snares, okay? But is it a perpetual snare? Is it a cycled snare? Is it something that's set day in and day out and we just keep falling right into it? Is it distracting us? Is it making it so that we can't be an effective member of the body because we're still we're still bound by something? Question mark. I'm asking us these things. If that's the case, we have to investigate. We have to lean in and ask God, what is it? Hi, you guys. Future Bethany here. I wanted to just bring this whole concept home of recognizing the spirit of bondage. And we're going to, I think we're going to do this. I think we're going to go through this, this list of 17 strongholds, um, as the spirit leads and pray into them and just kind of be able to have like new, a new lens to see, um, some of these tactics of the enemy so that we can just combat that in the name of Jesus real quick. I want to bring it home though and say, you know, in that story in Acts, Simon spent many years. And I know you guys, like we read this and I'm sure you got this, but I really want to drill this in. He spent many years practicing sorcery. He literally put spells on people around him. He made money from it. He was very, very deep into the indoctrination of this dark spiritual practice. And obviously the disciples recognized that. And that's why they were like, woe is you, buddy boy, you better repent. This, this is what's going to come upon you because your heart is blah, blah, blah. Um, It's not so different, you guys, from us. Yes, maybe some of us weren't, you know, that deep into darkness or so it seemed. But, you know, we could spend five, six, seven years with an eating disorder. 
with a substance abuse situation, with, you know, who knows what. We could grow up in a home where these things that are from that list were occurring. You know, we could have engaged in things and really not really realized that they were actually putting um, chains on us um, or we were allowing chains or we were putting the chains on ourselves. okay? I want to bring that home because I want us to start to recognize, hey, this could happen to anybody, not just crazy old, um, you know, magic practicing Simon. It could be any of us and it could be something small to something great. And so the value in taking time to let the Lord search your heart will usher in the capacity to receive the spirit of adoption. When the Lord can search our heart, we let him search our heart, we give it over to him. We ask him to break that bondage, break the bondage, the chains of bondage in my life. And we know what those those are. We know where it's, we, maybe we don't know where it stems from. Maybe we just need to start praying that prayer. But as those chains are broken and we have eyes to see it, the spirit of adoption, the spirit of liberty is then poured out on us. And I want to read one of the verses from the spirit of adoption. Okay, this comes out of Romans 8. Mm, Acts 8 and Romans 8. Here we go. Um, I'm going to start at 13. Actually, no, let me start at 12. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live by the Spirit. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God... These are sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. Thank you, God. You guys, that is the word. That is the word. We are heirs. And because we are heirs, we get to have our heart joined to God. And we get to suffer with him so that we may be glorified together. In essence, you know, the spirit of bondage brings fear, right? But we receive this spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. We we receive the spirit of our Father, and our Father is perfect love, and perfect love casts out fear. And where there is fear, there is, or where there is torment, his love has not been made perfect yet. And so that's why we invite him into these little crevices, and we ask him to search our hearts, and we seek to make sure that nothing is rooted. This, you know, ability to see certain strongholds 
like this spirit of bondage is not just for you. This is so as saints, we have eyes to see it around us. We have eyes to spot it across the room. And then according to our spiritual gifts, we're able to enter into relationship with people and bring this same spirit of God, this same spirit of um, adoption, which will bring perfect love, which will cast out fear, which will break chains. Are you seeing the pattern? Are you seeing the power and the, victor- and the victory that we have? Okay, so next time you guys will dig into um, another one of these as the spirit leads, but take some time and ask him. There's, there's such a beautiful way you can sit with the Lord and ask him to search your heart. And if you're quiet and if you're still, you let him have your brain. Let him have your mouth. My friend Barbie says, because she can speak in tongues, and I just think that is so beautiful. She said she just started to give the Lord her mouth in prayer. She just offered him her mouth and literally just had a loose mouth for the father when we sit with god and we offer him these bits and pieces of us and allow him to show us he will he will show you he will show you a picture of something he will bring a person to mind he will have a person maybe say a word to you he will reveal in his actual physical word Let him search your heart. Let him search your heart. Is there a spirit of bondage, of iniquity? Is there a spirit that maybe came from one of those things I listed? Have you walked through something like that? Are you currently walking through something like that? Let's invite God to come in and break it. Break those chains in Jesus' name. God, we pray that you would break the spirit of bondage over my brother or sister today, over my friend who longs to serve you and longs to work for you, but there's just this thorn. There's this thing that is not allowing them to lean all the way in. It's not, it has not fully been surrendered. It has not fully been taken and redeemed. You have not fully been able to transform their eyes so that they can see and comprehend the truth about whatever it is. God, we don't want anything to bind us and hold us back from extending the spirit of liberty, the spirit of adoption, the joy that there is the freedom that there is to be able to move and dance and sing and love and reach out the life, the abundant life and the joy that there is in you, in your salvation. So Lord, thank you so much for your word today. Thank you for this story of Simon. And I just am so grateful for um, the, the repentance, I hope, that Simon experience but the repentance that we will experience god that we will say no we'll say i don't want any of those things that you've spoken to happen to me 
I don't want to be bound up by the spirit of depravity. So I pray, God, that you would, you would do that work in our hearts today. You would do that work in our hearts today so that we can move forward and we can be effective members of your body. We love you so much. We thank you for your word. In Jesus' name, amen. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary.